Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season four of the SPEMA Council podcast. My name is Jackson Prelly, and I'm one of your co-hosts for the season, as well as the podcast producer. Joining me on the hosting side today, we have Madeline Grossi, our podcast administrator and co-host. Now I'll throw over to Maddie to, to introduce our podcast guest today. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, so yeah, today we have uh, TJ is the current head coach for the Brock men's hockey team. TJ has an extreme amount of experience on the coaching side of hockey, having coached for six additional teams before landing his current role here uh, with the Brock Badgers. He also has been a scout for the Omaha Lancers Hockey Club. TJ is uh, also the host of the Coaching Project podcast and is previously the vice president of the American Hockey Coaching Association, along with many other projects and experiences in his sports career. We are happy to welcome TJ as the eighth guest here on the SPEMA Council podcast. Thanks for joining us, TJ. Oh, thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, no worries. So we're, we'll uh, jump right into it. So how about you take us through your coaching career and how you first got involved and, and what you enjoy so much about it? I've always enjoyed coaching, and I think it started uh, as, as a kid kind of being exposed to it. My dad was a coach, and uh, so I was uh, in situations where I was exposed to those environments, and I really enjoyed it. And But even as a kid, like I, I remember in grade eight, I helped coach the grade six volleyball team in high school. I helped coach the uh, girls hockey team at my school. When I graduated high school, I went back, helped coach the rugby team. So I've always like enjoyed that interaction and being a part of a team and trying to, to help the athletes and give back and be competitive and all those fun things. And uh, so I'm one of those people that kind of always knew I wanted to be a coach uh, from, from a younger age. And when, when uh, I made a decision at a certain point, okay, like playing hockey is, is, is not the direction I'm going to go in anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to transition to coaching. And I did that at a relatively young age, kind of uh, early mid twenties. No, for sure. And then you said your dad was involved in coaching. So was there like one coach that you had in your career that like, maybe like was like stood out to you and like inspired you to follow that path? I mean, I think you get, you take bits and pieces from every coach you have things you like, and maybe some things that you, you wish were a little different. Uh, probably a coach that that has influenced me a lot would be my minor hockey coach. His name is Kevin Rutledge because uh, more so about the environment he created. You know, he, he obviously taught us things about hockey, but he created an environment where everybody on the team, like we had fun and, and we enjoyed being at the rink. We enjoyed being together. We had a really tight team and uh, the coaching staff was a part of that. So I, I've, I've learned a lot from just like the, the power of having a positive environment. And I learned that from, from that experience with him. No, for sure. Positive environment's a huge thing within coaching. So um, as Maddie mentioned earlier, you do have your own podcast, the coaching project podcast. So we just wanted to know like what led to the creation of that and like, how, how has that been going so far? Yeah, well, I, it was a thought I had a few years ago and uh, when COVID hit, like a lot of coaches, we didn't have teams to coach for the time being and a little more time in your hands. And I was also, I've always been very thirsty for, for learning and knowledge and, and networking and sharing and uh, interacting with other coaches. And I thought that a podcast would be a really interesting way to do that. And the, it started just one really simple, I mean, it was a Zoom call just like this. And my first couple were just buddies of mine that were coaching that I thought had good resumes and interesting backgrounds and I the concept was just a, 
authentic conversation like we might have anyways, just talking to each other over a coffee and, uh, but record it and then put it out there. Hopefully people would, uh, coaches or others would, would find value in it. And what ended up happening was it kind of took on a life of its own. I really, really enjoyed it. You, when you talk to interesting people, you learn things. Uh, but it also became a, an interesting avenue to to talk to people I don't know. So I first started with people I know because it was comfortable. And then it was, wow, I've got this tool here where I could reach out to anybody and ask them if they want to talk. And, uh, and, and it became a, a pretty good networking tool as well as a learning tool. And I hopefully also, you know, giving back and uh, providing value to others that, that want to that, that are interested in coaching and leadership and development and high performance. Yeah. And I think that's exactly kind of where, you know, like our purpose comes from, because we just joined, uh, you know, SPEMA council in our first year and got a taste of it. And then Jackson and I kind of really understood the value of like having these conversations with people and reaching out to them. And, you know, if you, if you need to reach out to them in the future, then like you've already had a conversation with them. And it almost makes it a little bit easier for us to, you know, schedule these conversations and these recordings um, for like a purpose, but it's also something like that we could do on our outside time. So we're kind of combining the two, putting it into one and, and here we are. Um, and, you know, for us, it's really trying to benefit the students. We want other sport management students to tune into these and see these sports professionals that we're talking to. And hopefully that they can see all the different careers and uh, avenues out there in the industry. So it's really interesting. It's, it's a win-win-win, right? It, it, it's all good. It's all positive. And, uh, and I think the follow-up is really important, right? So if, if it's one that you're right, you had a conversation, you have kind of an open door to talk to somebody moving forward. Uh, but the best, those best relationships are kind of fostered over time. So having some sort of system as well to to follow up and stay connected with people yeah is in, in a really authentic way you know um that's that's the trick right like that's that's the art of of it but it can be really powerful because now like i know myself i have friends and people that i've engaged with purely online or on video all over the world that i would say are friends and colleagues and people that i can lean on and they can lean on me and uh, so you guys are right on, uh, right on the right track. It's a really smart idea. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, like co everything's changed over the last few years, especially due to COVID, but, um, how has coaching and the landscape changed since like you started to play hockey to now you being in that role and how have you seen some of those like practices change over the years? Yeah, so I, I'm 39, I'll be 40 next year. And my, I'd say like my age group was probably really the last age group that was dealing with, let's say like more old school where like every coach was kind of old school, except for Kevin that I talked to you about earlier. Uh, and, but, but we were, but we started to resist that. We're the age where, where we didn't, my age group, like we didn't like that. We didn't, we resisted it and started to feel like, Hey, there's a better way. And so I think I've grown with that as a, from a player into coaching into now that it's very natural for me to have a, a student player centered approach and to communicate the value of that and how important it is. And, but I think that that's kind of the biggest change that I've seen is just that 
uh, whether all coaches know how to do it or not, I think they all recognize that they should be trying to do it. They, you know, so uh, there's a spectrum. There's a lot of great coaches and there's a lot that, that can be better and there's everybody in between. But I think that's the, the biggest change since I started. No, for sure. Change, change is always in, like change is always happening. You see it every day. Um, and then, as we also mentioned earlier, you were a scout for the Omaha Lancers Hockey Club. So, can you just maybe like touch upon like how like scouting has helped you transition into coaching, or how uh, coaching helped you with scouting? Yeah. So, like at, at the university level, as a coach, scouting is a big part of it, anyways. And uh, so, in the NCAA, I was there for fifteen years. I was big part is recruiting and recruiting starts with scouting and so in those programs you don't have a scouting staff like you might in junior or pro the coaches are responsible to do that so it's something i was doing anyways and uh, i was looking for again this was kind of during during covid where i had more time like my team we didn't know what was going on i had a little more time i thought this is an opportunity that i can i can do something different at a different level, uh, scout players that have a different age group. Cause at Omaha Lancers, you're scouting like 15 year olds, 16 year olds, where at university level, I've, I've, you know, whether it's division three or U sports, uh, you're primarily looking at 20 year olds. And then in division one, when I was there, you, you are looking at some of those younger kids, but it was, uh, it was just a growth opportunity, something different. I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to learn more about the U United States Hockey League and, and how drafts get put together and, and how the scouts, how, how it all funnels uh, toward that end product of selecting players, not just for the draft, but also uh, camp, invite camps or invites to camp and free agent signings and things like that. Yeah, just wanted to hop in there, TJ. It's interesting because uh, one of my best friends from home, I'm from Keswick, which is about two hours north of Niagara here. But uh, one of my best friends from home during COVID actually went to Omaha. So when I saw that you were a scout there, it's funny how it's such a small world. Yeah, that is. That yeah. is. I was primarily focused on uh, the New England area because that's where I was coaching and living at the time. Uh, and I also try and I also have some contacts in Europe. So I was building lists of European prospects and then keeping an eye on Ontario as well, because obviously being from from Toronto and uh, I have a lot of contacts here, but uh, there wasn't a lot of hockey being played that year in Ontario, unfortunately. Yeah. But in the United States, they seem to uh, find ways to play more hockey. Yeah, no, for sure. And then um, on this season, we like to. We like to transition into like real life sports talk. So we're just going to transition to that. So um, NHL season's about three weeks in, about a month in. So we just want to see what is your Stanley Cup uh, finals prediction? Who do you have winning it all? I know it's early. I, I listen, I, I have to say, I always say Toronto Maple Leafs. They're, they're my team I've, since a kid. I, I would cheer for them. But I have to be honest, I actually don't follow it as much as I'd like. I'm kind of really misinformed on current events uh, not just sports but in the world during hockey season I, I just uh, if I have free time I'm, I'm not following other things I'm I'm thinking about our team and I I guess that might kind of find sound boring to some but that's where my passion lies and that's where my brain goes when I have free time so uh, I'm not educated on the topic so I'll just stick with the Leafs I mean, Leafs forever. Leafs forever. <laughs> they, they do look good. Yeah. 
Um, and then what's like, I know you've talked about, you've had like influences from coaching before, but what's been your favorite memory of coaching? Maybe like a championship win or something like what's one memory that really stands out to you over your career? Well, the most recent one was winning the steel blade with Brock this year. It was my first steel blade. I haven't, I'd never experienced that before. I knew it was a big deal and I've been a part of lots of games with lots of fans before, but this one was different. I thought the energy in the crowd was unbelievable and i thought that uh you know our players played great like when you go to big games and your players play to their to their best that's when you're really proud as a coach it's harder it's hard to do that to play your best when it when it matters the most and, and they did that so that was really cool and then just to see how important that whole event was to the our campus to the to the region to our alumni and then to our players like it really mattered a lot so that was that's my early highlight here uh, prior to that was actually probably last April. I, I was a part of uh, won a gold medal at the U18 World Championships with Team Hungary, and in, in uh, it was in Asiago, Italy, and that experience just in an international competition in a, on a mountain in Italy, winning a gold medal like it was uh, something I'll never forget. It was amazing. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, and. Sorry, Jackson. No, I was just going to say, going back to the steel blade, I mean, we were pretty excited too, because this is our third year at Brock, and that's the first time we've ever been able to experience it as well. So definitely a highlight. I'm uh, excited because I'm a big hockey fan. I know Jackson is too. So we, we were happy to finally experience it and not just like see all the pictures online. <laughs> that's yeah, great. No. Steel blade was a very enjoyable memory. I was there with my red cowboy hat. We we park we parked ourselves right behind the Guelph penalty box. So anytime there was a penalty, you could see like the players would just kind of look at us, and it was we 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 were we were giving it to them too, making sure they knew, they, knew they made a mistake. That's what I do I love it? <laughs> but putting us on the power play that that's always a mistake because we 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 should always score. That's right. Um. So then, as you also previously talked about, you you previously coached like the women's hockey team when you were in high school, you co coached the rugby team. So if you could coach one team in any sport, what team would it be and why? Oh, Team Canada Hockey. <laughs> uh, that that would be the team I'd want to coach. Uh, I think obvious reasons as a Canadian, um, but I've just always loved the idea of international competition and uh, that would just be, that'd be amazing. Now, are we thinking like U18, World U20, World Juniors, or like just like Team Olympic or just like any Team Canada team? Well, if we're being truthful, I would, I would just, I'd, I'd be willing to fill coffee cups for any of those teams. Um, <laughs> but if uh, anyone who asked, I would, I would be there. But uh, if we're asking my dream, it would, let's go to the Olympics. Let's go to the Olympics and, and we're going to win gold with Team Canada. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and then last one here, we, you just touched on the steel blade, but maybe outside of hockey or outside of sports, like what's your favorite aspect here at Brock that you've, that you've enjoyed so far? I think it's Brock is the best kept secret that there is in, in Canadian university. I grew up in, I guess I was born in Toronto and then we moved to Oakville when I was a kid. So I've been through down the QEW to, and I lived in the United States for a long time. Right. So I've, I've passed the 406 hundred <laughs> and I never pulled off until I went to interview at Brock for this job. 
And uh, so I didn't even know like how great, like how the campus is accessible. It's, it's great. The majors are, are outstanding, the, the passionate students. Uh, and because of the majors, I think people are passionate about what they're doing. And, uh, you know, of course, with our hockey team, we have the new facility, which is beautiful. We've got to get more students to know where we're playing. So if you can help with that, that would be great because we're right across the street. And, uh, and then just the region, like the whole, like St. Catharines, Thoreau, Niagara region, it's really cool. And uh, it, you, you kind of like, you don't have, you have it all. You don't have to sacrifice anything because you have the kind of the smaller feel tight knit community of Brock and also the region, but you're so accessible to so many things to do. Toronto, Niagara Falls, water, uh, the escarpment, like it's, it's awesome. No, for sure. Total yeah, I agree. Brock's the whole package. I mean, I knew I wanted to go here mainly just because of the sport management program. But once you get here, it's it's a pretty nice area. I also enjoy that it's normally a little bit warmer than it is at home for a little bit longer. So, well, for you in particular, but you know what I learned when I was researching is that actually this this bench region right the between the escarpment and uh, and the lake is some of the best climate in Canada. Uh, period. I didn't know that. Like, it's more mild. The winters aren't as bad. Uh, it's that's interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, uh, we've had a great talk here today so far, and you know, we like to give our guests here the final word. So, uh, Jackson and I thank you for joining us today um, for another episode here. And uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Thanks, TJ. No, oh, well, no, thank you for for the opportunity to come on. Uh, hopefully, it was it was worthwhile. I appreciate our uh, our, our persistence in finding the dates and we're actually in Thun we're in Thunder Bay right now uh, we're playing Lakehead tonight so I'm in the hotel it's uh, it, the weather is, is not good and we're going to go on a field trip right now uh, when we're offline we're, <laughs> I don't think it's going to last very long but we're going to go uh, check some things out but uh, uh, no I listen I if there's anything that I can do or the hockey team can do uh, for for obviously Jackson or, or you, Madeline, but also any SPEMA students, uh, we want to be uh, supportive of that. And I see uh, athletics like Brock Sports and SPEMA, and, and like I said, the whole university is just so, um, there's so many interconnections that are possible. So uh, consider us uh, friends and allies and partners, and uh, let's, let's, keep, let's keep doing great things and, and provide opportunities for, for all our students. Amazing. And then good luck this weekend. Hoping, because I believe it's a back-to-back, -back, so hoping for two big Ws. You know, keep keep the train going. Good start to the season. We were ranked as well, so just, yeah. Keep the train moving. Keep 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 on rolling. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try our best. We're in tough. Lakehead's a good team, and it's a tough environment, and 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 we got a great challenge ahead of us. But but we're ready and we're excited. Perfect. Well, thank you. I, we know you're busy, so ha have fun on your little field trip there. Hopefully, you don't get too cold. But well, well yeah, we'll see. This will be this will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, and roll Badgers, go Badgers! Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya.